0: event in new hampshire joe biden called a woman a lying dog-faced pony soldier most people didn't know what it meant but it turns out it's a reference from a john wayne movie so that ought to bring in the youth vote
1: it's a tyrone yeah. power movie if it was a john wayne movie there'd be a chance i don't know if i My not know who john wayne is
2: I'm not, i don't know if it's any of those but um so donald trump just tweeted about mike bloomberg it's a short tweet Mini Mike is a short ball hitter. Puts very in parentheses. <laughs> Mini Mike is a short ball, very hitter. Tiny club head speed. Keep America great.
1: And that sure length off the tee on the golf course is really that big a criteria for me as a he's voter. A, he's a
2: little guy. You can't have a little guy's president. That's bizarre. That's <laughs> just there. There are times Trump
1: is just ah, nuts. Boy.
2: Uh, a couple of things you need to know about.
1: Have you heard about the super spreader? So we've heard about the need-to-know basis. This is now. This is stuff we need to know about.
2: And I actually know if you need to know this. Just kind of interesting. A super spreader, they found out. This guy had the coronavirus, and he's inf- infected at least 11 people in three countries. But it could be many, many more in five countries. As he got the coronavirus, didn't know he had it, and was a business traveler. So he's traveling all over the place, giving people the the, the CV super spreader they've got his name and his picture and everything wow he's not in any trouble well just why are you putting his picture out then i don't know he said there's gonna oh, be they uh, put out the online death threats if you if you reckon if you sat next to this guy in the plane oh. if you he was in a pub somewhere if you were talking about the pub if you if you laid down with him like a harlot or anything <laughs> like that um yeah i suppose that's worth knowing yeah and then i found this amusing this plays in the hands of the Bernie crowd, actually. So who's the most famous woman that got caught up in the cheating her way into Harvard scandal? She was the star of Full House. Lori Laughlin? Yeah. I don't know her act that well, but Was she a desperate housewife? Or? Uh,
3: that was Felicity Huffman. That was the other Hoffman Huffman. Hoffman. Yeah. Okay.
2: And it was Full House?
3: Uh well Felicity Hoffman. Charles was, in charge? There 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 are two women and two different shows being mm-hmm. discussed here. <laughs> there, there's
2: more than one woman. <laughs> it can't be. No, the one the, the, uh, the Full House, yeah. She was
3: Aunt Becky on Full House.
2: Okay. So somebody got a hold of the actual like resume that she sent <laughs> oh, in to Harvard yeah, I saw on her daughter's behalf. Her
1: daughter's crew resume.
2: <laughs> who, if I remember correctly, had no crew experience, right?
1: Uh, right, yeah, she wouldn't know which end of the oar to hold. She,
2: she not only wasn't, like, among the best in the country, she'd never done it at all. Skill set, awareness, organization, direction, and steering. Well, she might have all those skills, I don't know. Certainly. And then these uh, amazing accomplishments for somebody who never participated. 2016-17, 14th place at the head of the Charles Boston race.
1: Oh, that's one of uh, the biggies.
2: 7th place in Lake Natoma.
1: Oh, that's a hell of a race. 4th
2: place uh, as the uh, person yelling, Faster! Um. Uh. At the Lagoon Foster City race, 2015-2017. Oh, the Foster City Classic. Um. Bronze medal at the Fault Line Face Off. Silver medal at the Christmas Regatta.
1: As oh, just missed it. Just you... missed the
2: gold. <laughs> As you're putting together this completely, not partially, completely bogus resume. Yeah. I wonder how she decided to be fourth place in this race and. 11th place in this race, but silver place in
1: this race. I'm sure the bribe-taking coaches were pretty hip to what sort of thing gets checked and which doesn't.
2: She took the bronze in 2016 in the Southwest Regional Junior Championships. That
1: had to be a little disappointing, having gotten that silver medal earlier. (laughs) Yeah, she got the
2: silver in 2015 then the bronze in 2016. I look at this race, man. I think you're getting worse. Right. The older you get, the worse you get. Overtraining. Uh, Top three finish over four years at the Marin Crew Festival. Gold medal 2016 at the San Diego Crew Classic. Winner! So she got the gold medal in 14 and 16, silver medal in 15. I I just, anyway, the reason I said this plays into the Bernie thing, I read this stuff and I think, yeah, this is what I always thought. The people that went to Stanford and Harvard, their rich parents bought their way in. I'll think that for the rest of my life. To a certain extent, it's true. Yeah, well, it's worth
1: worth asking the
2: question. Sure, and it feeds into the whole Bernie thing. You know, the rich and powerful get ahead. The rest of us don't have a chance.
1: Yeah. Hate them very much. Well, the last couple of guests we've had from Harvard, I have asked them, merit or check? (laughs) Oh, I'm so disgusted by the whole elite university thing. Oh, you know, it's funny. And what
2: do you feel like as a parent doing that? I guess, you know, we've discussed this. You feel like... Well, duh, this is the way it's done. Right. It's not my fault. You're too stupid or poor to not understand how this
1: is done. And listen, all that we have to do is offer up a little cover story and get Junior into Harvard, and then he's part of the club. That we, we, we float this cover story for you poor people, so you won't understand what's going on.
3: Yeah, I it, think the it works parents great. think they're doing their kids. I think they think they're being good parents by doing this.
2: I'd like to know how much of it of that and, and is that and how much of it is you just your kid has to be going to Harvard because you can't be going out to lunch with your lady friends and your kid's not going to one of those universities. Going to
1: some state school? How embarrassing
2: would that be? How would how would that make me look right. as I pull in, in up in my Range Rover and I got my coach purse if I say my kid didn't get into Harvard? How's that gonna make me look in front of my friends? Right. I, I think it's having known enough of these people, I think that drives it every bit as much as
1: i want my kid to be successful well us news and world report having ruined colleges with their ranking thing have now set out to ruin every country they now have a best countries ranking full list including the best country in the world to raise a child and it's not this one jack
2: because it go all the way down to s hole <laughs> And the bottom five s hole countries. I
1: wouldn't raise a pet wolverine in this country, much less a child. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't actually know that. But what uh,
2: do they claim is the best country to raise a child? To
1: raise a child, I'd have to look. Oh, okay. Using my eyes know? over here like a sucker, I'll get a headache. <laughs> oh, it's let's Joe's see.
2: birthday, so he's
1: slacking. I really am taking it easy today. Uh, let's see the best countries report. Top marks went to Denmark, Sweden, and Norway. A typical trend. U.S. came in at 18th for best country to raise a child, beaten by many countries in Europe, Canada, and Australia. Um, These countries tend to have generous paternal leave and maternal leave, offering free preschool and have good overall public education systems. The assumption being, then, much like the way they've uh, perverted colleges... The assumption being, wait a minute, free preschool, that's way better than mom or dad or both staying right. home with the kids. That's
2: the problem with every list you ever see of best this or that. Look at the criteria they use, yeah, and, and always you'll see criteria they think, I don't care about that. In fact, I think it's the reverse of what they think, and that's why these lists are always stupid. Right. Free preschool, big freaking deal.
1: Yep. That yeah. makes you
2: a better country to raise a kid. All right, whatever.
1: Number one best country overall, Switzerland, Jack. You know what? US of A,
2: country with the most bombs. That's <laughs> the country that's the best country. That's not part of their uh, metrics
1: uh, matrix, Who Jack. Who got the most bombs? Yeah! They don't, they don't mention that. Uh, not sw- bums, s-
2: bombs, bombs.
1: <laughs> Jack did. <laughs> bums we got. We got bums and bombs. <laughs> we got the most bums and the most bombs. Bomb to bums. Switzerland, officially called the Swiss Federation, is a small country in Central Europe made up of 16,000 square miles of glacier-carved Alps, lakes, and valleys. Sounds fantastic. It's one of the world's wealthiest countries and has been well-known for centuries for its neutrality. Fantastic. There you go. Good, neutral Switzerland. And you get
2: to be neutral because of our bombs. Yes. And so you don't have to spend money on a military
1: because we'll protect you if you're overrun by the Chinese or the Russians. You see, that's the advantage you got. Canada in second place. Way to go, Canada. Super. Most Can- moose. Definitely.
2: Canada in a similar situation and that they would be overrun immediately by
1: somebody else if they weren't right next to us. Mmm. Moose slaughtered and skinned. Moose carcasses all over Dog- the landscape. face
2: pony boys. Right.
1: Japan, number three. Isn't that exciting? Japan, one of the mer- world's most literate and technically advanced nations. They're, nobody's having kids. Nobody's getting married. Nobody's having sex. They look at bizarre porn all day long. The country is dying. It's riven by racism. It is one of the most racist countries in the world. Who are they racist against? Bar none. Anybody who ain't Japanese. Hmm. Chinese, Filipinos, uh, just all all sorts of people. Whoever happens to be there again who isn't Japanese. Um, But uh, they're number three in the U.S. News and World Report who really ought to just shut up. Stop (laughs) ranking things. Stop it.
2: Um, When we come back, I can hit you with this. How much failure is ideal? What is the ideal amount of failure
1: to be successful? I feel like I've passed it, whatever it is. (laughs) I feel like I'm
2: good and solid in that category. I've checked that box. (laughs) Among other things on the way.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Like a PTA one of my favorite lines of all time in a plastic cup. I'm feeling thankful this is my uh, birthday present to myself today. crackers happy birthday to me my favorite birthday oriented song I'm feeling
0: thankful for the small things today
1: Sing it David. song about being kind of down and out but being grateful for the small and things which just, i think is just yeah. listen to
2: the hook shut up it's like born in the usa it's a good song about being born in the usa <laughs> yeah um Hoorah. what is the proper way for a grown-up to deal with birthday
1: <laughs> deal with i say do in whatever style suits you that's
0: enough out of you settle down
2: <laughs> well should you uh you, you you reminisce should you ignore it
1: should you uh, get drunk? Should you? I don't know. Gosh, I don't know. I don't think about it that much. Mm. Well, then, um, so it probably
2: doesn't matter much to you. You just ignore no. let it come and go.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Age. Age, Jack. What does it mean? It's, it it's you're how you're closer feel. to dead. Oh, God, I hadn't considered that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's about how, how you feel. I tell you what, when I... Terrible. T- when I do... <laughs> When I do get reminiscent and start to feel old now, as a man who is clearly in his middle age, it's when summer ends. I don't know why, but as it gets colder and the days start to shorten, maybe it's because it's a pretty easy metaphor to follow, um, that's when it hits me, oh my god, another summer is gone. Um, But then in the spring, if uh, I'm all happy and cheerful Mm. again and don't think about it, so Mm. anyway... Uh, happy birthday to me! In the immortal words of David Lowery of Cracker. Uh, a, quick, a couple of things, really quick. Who who knew that Ken Bone was still unleashing hot takes? Oh no! Well, no, it's it's co- it's okay. There's a a piece from CNN. Well, what is he like this time? <laughs> Ken Bone of the Red Sweater and the, uh, the 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 town hall question, then the outing for being a porn enthusiast, and the rest of it. And that's with a mustache, a f- et cetera.
2: That's a full four years ago, because that was the 2016 election.
1: Indeed, but CNN tweeted, Have you ever noticed the popularity of white robots? And there is some advanced Austin Dynamics robot. The reason for these shades of te- technological white may be racism, according to new research. What? Robot racism. And Ken Bone, of all people, responds... Now, imagine spray-painting those robots black. CNN headline becomes, owning black robots may be a sign of being pro-slavery. Good one, Ken Bone. Good one, Ken Bone.
2: And I agree with you about... Uh, it's a
1: good take. What's her name? Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> just Google it. Just now. <laughs>
3: Google <liked> it <laughs> carefully.
1: I liked it, too. Yeah, Google it carefully. Don't go to the images. Uh, let's see. Alert listener uh, Timothy sent this along. A Dating app for Trump supporters... Uh, trump.dating. Uh, and there's also donalddaters.com. I clicked on one of them to check it out so we could talk about it a little on the air, apparently. And this is what I got. Warning potential security risk ahead. Run, Firefox run. detected a potential security threat and did not continue to trump dating, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So it could well be a scam. Okay. Um, on the so internet? Be, <laughs> be wary. <laughs> on, the,
2: on the internet, you say. I did read something about dating the other day that uh, that okay with Trump or not okay with Trump has become a big dividing line for oh, people when they first get together. Yeah, in a way that it didn't used to be. Uh, Heard that myself. Politics wouldn't come up at all. But no, you find just out. Wouldn't
1: care if it even if it ever came up. Nobody would care.
2: You find out first date they're super into Trump or super hate Trump, and you're the other. Then you probably well, you probably won't have much luck getting along
1: i would suggest this if you say you're even neutral on trump and somebody's in the the new hitler pussy hat um you know fascism crowd you're doomed if you're even neutral
2: god i'd hate to be dating and have to have that come up at all
1: please. I know. I, I already deal with it in real life at times. But uh, So, uh, one more quick note about China and their full-service paper mills. There's an article out uh, about a year ago that China had surpassed the United States for research papers and scientific production. Well, there's good reason for that. Uh, paper mills, which provide a full-service English-speaking research paper containing Photoshop-generated fake research data in a respectable peer-reviewed journal with your name on it.
2: China's the Lori Laughlin of uh, scientific reviews.
1: Exactly. Entire journals published by Wiley or Elsevier I don't know these names, I'm not an academic succumb, succumb to such scams, presumably because certain corrupt editorial board members are part of it. This was uncovered in a recent in, investigation and uh, yeah, they crank them out by the thousands and it's all phony so you layer this on top of what uh, Lindsay and Bogosian and Helen Pluckrose uh, showed us with their ridiculous fake research uh, project in the social sciences and Academia just could not be more of a joke. Speaking of China and socialism, great example of how it works. We were talking yesterday, maybe the day before, about how the government has confiscated our rights and is selling them back to us, and you should never use the word "permit" as a noun unless you think of it as a verb. The government is permitting you to do something. Couple of quick tales from D. A new roof was put on our home in November. Cost about $25,000. Permit fee, many thousands of dollars. One would assume that for such a large fee, the city would inspect the work. After all, ah. the inspectors are required yeah. to officially sign off. I've been through this before. Not the case. we were instructed to post the roofing company's paperwork on the mailbox on a specific day following completion. City employee drives up in a sedan, no truck, no ladder, walks over, signs it, initials it, leaves a copy. One minute inspection from the street level. Worth every punt penny. Again, thousands of dollars. Exactly the same thing, with a roof. Same, same, exact same experience. Next, we went to replace our old garage door. You know what? I don't want to rush through this. I want to give you the full garage door story.
2: I had that exact same experience with the roof, the very expensive permit, and they just drove by and kind of looked at it from the driveway, and okay, where y'all wrote them a check, and that was it.
1: In case you're it's not just hip theft. to this, oh yeah, it is a cash grab. Well, it's extortion a is what it ca- is. It, it, it is. Most permitting is extortion. More on that proof next. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: My husband's like, Case, you just alligator wrangled an otter in the living room. All I saw was like a big like black ball like pfft, all over the place. And so he like stumbled in the door and then I tried to shut it as fast as possible. But then like the otter got stuck. He and the dog are in a big tangled tumbleweed spinning around in here. I grabbed it and this is the chair. I walked by this chair and I was like, somebody open the door, screaming with it. And it grabbed on and was like pulling the chair back. And I was like, Aah!
2: The headline was, Florida Mom Tackles Otter to Save Teenage Daughter and Dog from Attack.
1: Wow. Number one, she's wacky. Number two, really? Uh, my, My wife makes me kill spiders. She just dove in and fought an otter. Of course, she was getting between the beast and her cub.
3: Yeah, the and otter and her dog. The otter had already, I think, bitten her daughter on the leg. Oh, is that and right? So just the 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 mom instincts, I think, just went into overdrive.
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah. You would, you would absolutely. Yeah. You'll fight anything for your kid. But, otter um...
1: v daughter. She weighed in.
2: Hilarious.
1: Otter v daughter.
0: Give me back my daughter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mel Gibson. How Google it? <laughs> how out
2: of control? Her prescription drugs have that for you in a second. How out of control are otters?
1: So listen, we uh, were just talking. If you're just tuning in, we're we're talking about this uh, these folks who put a new roof on their home, costing about twenty five thousand dollars. It's a modest home in the Bay Area of California, um, probably worth thirty million dollars, but it's not big. Um, the permit fee was many thousands of dollars, and some of you can relate to this. The inspector drove by. Initialed it, took the check, and left. Didn't even glance at the roof. Could have been on fire. Could have had enormous holes in it. Could have been made of papier-mâché. Doesn't matter. Inspection, you suckers. Next, writes D., We wanted to replace our old garage door. No structural or mechanical changes. Just replace five small flat wooden panels. Keep in mind, San Francisco garages are mostly tandem parking. Ours is just 90 inches wide. I
2: don't know why the government is involved in me getting a new garage door at all. Extortion.
1: So we contacted a licensed, bonded, reputable garage door company, the quote, little over two grand, and we're told we need a permit, and we could get it cheaper than the door company, so we should get it ourselves. I naturally questioned a permit for a cosmetic change? Yep. So I contacted the city permit office, and they have a sliding scale. The nicer the door, the more costly the job, the more you have to bribe. I mean, <laughs> pay for a permit The city. Hilarious. Then I ask, can I do this online? No, I have to appear downtown and get the permit in person. I no longer go downtown San Francisco. It's not safe. Uh, so we'll just keep the old door and slap a coat of paint on it. So San Francisco doesn't even try to pretend that their inspection permit process has anything to do with enforcing safety codes and standards. It's purely bribes and payoffs. Then D points out, although this is true of many other places too, but... Not surprising in a 49-square-mile city with over 40,000 employees making an average of salary and benefits of $175,000 a year. Do the math. That's over 800 employees per square mile. That adds up. In San Francisco, taxpaying residents are on the hook. And people actually want more of this? Most permits is an extortion racket. It's a the government passes these phony-ass laws, the pretext being safety. It's always safety. And then they get your money. And then they don't even go through the motions of doing what they said it's about. But keep voting for bigger government because the bigger it gets, the more honest and accountable it'll get. According to you people who evidently are, I don't, I don't even know. You drink unicorn tears as your cocktail and, and I don't know, roast up their poop for dinner. I can't even imagine what the world looks like to you.
2: Uh, I, don't remember, I don't remember how we got on the topic of uh, Trump coming up on first dates or whatever. Dude, yes, I found myself single recently and went online and cannot believe the number of profiles that tell Trump supporters to just swipe left. Or they state, or they state on their profile, no Trump supporters. Uh, we got a couple of those. 27-year-old dude here, no profile is complete without a sentence or 12 about being anti-Trump. No boy. I don't know anything about that.
3: Slightly overstated, but it certainly is probably much more prevalent than it ever has been in the past. I'm
2: sure it is. I don't doubt that a bit. Um, Prescription drugs are a problem. We all know that. Bernie talks about it a lot. I don't agree with his solution, but just how bad is America's prescription drug pricing problem? I'm reading from the dispatch today. Get a load of this remarkable story about a new program in Utah that regularly flies state employees to Mexico... To fill their prescription because the same medications are so much more affordable there. The cost difference is so large that the state's insurance program for public employees can pay for each patient's flight, give them a $500 per trip bonus, and still have tens of thousands of dollars left over.
1: Yep. There are loads of people in Arizona who do that. Retirees will drive from Phoenix or Tucson or what have you. Go across the border once every couple of months with their prescription in hand and get stuff filled. Yeah, there needs to be something done about it. I mean, it's just... You know, I heard uh, uh, Bernie going on and on about Trump is deregulated to help his billionaire buddies when so many regulations are written by the big companies and by the Congress people they've bought to squash competition and to ensure their own profits. The, the, the super powerful don't sit back and submit to what the government does to them. They write that stuff.
2: Um, Washington Examiner is reporting that Biden has already taken off out of New Hampshire and canceled his event for tonight. So he's not going to do some sort of, I guess, New Hampshire made Joe Biden the comeback kid speech if he finishes third. Yeah, Apparently, or fourth or fifth. Or fourth, or, yeah, yeah, he he just left. He's not going to have an event. Bye-bye. That, that was something that, like, the first thing he said in the debate was Friday night was, you know, we got our... Butt kicked in Iowa, and we're not going to do very well here. But I'll tell you what, <laughs> what yeah. oh, what a weird way to start a debate. So
1: it's all about South Carolina, Jack, and, and Nevada, and Super Tuesday, clearly.
2: So, so we've done two contests, and we couldn't crack the top five, but hey. <laughs> Better I he days was, ahead. I guess he was fourth. Uh, polls close uh, at seven, I think, but the results are supposed to start coming out. Eight Eastern, five Pacific. And uh, that's going to be a heck of a speech from Bernie, and well, Bernie's going to win. New Hampshire. Yeah, good. And roll on. <laughs> and James Carville and Barack Obama and Nancy Pelosi and all these other Democrats are going to... Hey, what? Is anybody got a plan for stopping this? Uh,
1: they're holding secret Star Chamber meetings as we speak, Jack. I'm certain of it. In the d- fourth-level sub-basement of the Capitol. What would your plan... Soundproof room.
2: What would your plan be? I mean, Bloomberg has stated it as clearly as he can. I'm spending this billion dollars to stop Bernie from being the nominee because we'll lose.
1: Yeah. Well, they're going to send Christopher Steele to whatever country they need to to find uh, dirt on Bernie. Uh, there will be oppo research and then and, and just uh, massive campaigns against his brand of socialism. I, I'm not sure what there? form it'll take.
2: Is there anything out there on a guy who's 80 years old that isn't already known?
1: I don't know. I mean, Chris Matthews Maybe suggested... Maybe they'll just pay, pay a guy to frighten them as often as they can, hoping the ticker goes kerblooey again.
2: <laughs> just sneak up behind him and yell, boo? Yeah. That's blood Bloodspore, Jack. Blood sport. It's <laughs> ain't beanbag, as Bob Dole used to say. <laughs> boo! Bernie, there's a bus! Yeah! <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is hardball. Yeah, well, there's a lot at stake. Mm, I suppose. Vegans are holding sit-ins at Starbucks because dairy-free drinks cost more. Sit-in or or what? What are you going to do with your little linguine arms, you vegan? Are you sure they're sitting in and they're just not passed out from exhaustion? (laughs) Right, exactly.
2: Wall Street Journal had an interesting article about the coffee world that uh, we've talked about before that was so clear. It's so clearly true. I'm surprised it's the first time I've seen an article about it. People don't, particularly the younger crowd, they don't actually like coffee that much. They like caffeine and they Hmm. like chocolate
1: things and creamy goodness and
2: creamy deliciousness. But yes. coffee is not that popular among the younger crowd. There aren't that many people that want a cup of coffee. When I go to Starbucks, all I ever get is coffee and they reg- uh, uh, This happens semi-regularly. We don't have any coffee. Do you have a couple of minutes where you can brew some up? And I think you're freaking Starbucks. You don't have any coffee, <laughs> but that's because they're not pouring much coffee.
1: Wow. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm it- not the corporate joiner that you are. I support my local coffee shop which is actually my coffee machine in my kitchen. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, I tell you what, coffee, coffee is secondary to milkshakes. Starbucks is a milkshake shop. Sure. Genius idea. If there is one food I could eat with just impunity as much as I wanted. Mm, it's your
2: birthday. Why don't you do it today? Because that would make me fat. No, it's your what? birthday. Uh, doesn't count. Fat in one day. Do you ever do birthday week? Like uh, a lot of it's very popular among women. I hardly do a birthday day. I don't know. I, I, live the way I want to live. Just a nonstop party on your birthday all week long. Joe's birthday week. I work for a living. I'm a working
1: stiff, a wage slave.
2: I got to show up to do this. Okay, back to your. If you could eat one thing,
1: milkshakes would be high on the list, uh, man. Yeah. Oh. My, and I'm not talking about some friggin' McDonald's milkshake. No. I'm talking about, and there have been a couple of places in a couple of places I've lived that have been your. they got a hundred flavors up on the wall, like, uh what was it, bogey's? Was that in Salina, Kansas? Yes, I stopped there
2: when I did my tour of milkshakes with my wife, when I took her to Kansas to see all, where I'm from, my hometown, where I went to high school, everything like that. And I part s-
3: of this was a tour of milkshakes?
2: I stopped driving through all these towns at my five favorite places to get milkshakes. <laughs> wow. Oh, I had, wow.
3: I had
1: five milkshakes <laughs> that day. Fat? Uh, five in a day? Yeah. Oh, my
2: God. Fat? In, in, a, in, a, in an afternoon. You're my hero or something. But that's one of the places I
1: stopped, yeah. Blueberry cheesecake milkshake from bogeys i would commit an unnatural act specifically forbidden in the old testament for one of those milkshakes right now on your birthday I, I, I f- oh yeah
3: i fear i know the answer to this already was it the same flavor milkshake at each of the five places
1: oh yeah chocolate milkshake okay well, you know for purposes of comparison that makes sense yeah. but it's not like you're writing an article about the belts best milkshakes in kansas you're doing it for pleasure right and you, and as you went I with do the man, same flavor. I many things. Did you have sweet and sour pork for dinner? The <laughs> only Chinese food you you didn't get a single like uh, 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 what do you, what do you call it? The cinnamon uh, cookies. Ginger snap. You didn't do it. They're not ginger, cinnamon. They're ginger. You didn't do a single ginger snap shake or and I always remember blueberry about, cheesecake. And I always or. remember about that trip because I was t- showing my wife all the oh, places I'm from. banana split was another great one. Oh, yeah. All the ingredients in a banana split churned up into a milkshake.
2: But, uh, so I had my five milkshakes, and we go to my hometown and uh, my high school, and we stopped at the convenience store. I had to get gas. To vomit. Like <laughs> <laughs> and some loser weirdo dude took a picture of my wife. Yeah, And it oh, just it, it, it made her think my hometown was full of weirdos. Oh, so, boy. Yeah. yeah, It wasn't a
1: good look for my hometown. <laughs> You're saying it's not full of weirdos? She's
2: in the convenience store and she hears a click and she turns around and the guy's got his phone up and it's like, oh. oh don't, don't make my hometown look like it's
1: Weirdoville.
2: <laughs> pervville <laughs> and then he gave her a three-tooth smile a bunch of lonely pervs who never seen somebody new come you're new to town Not aren't you? from around hey, here
1: yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, hey sweetheart can i buy you a milkshake <laughs> <laughs> The Armstrong and
0: Getty Show.
2: We like people who agree with us and regularly play them on the air to bolster our own (laughs) self-confidence.
1: You realize the mics are on.
2: Oh, no, I didn't know that.
1: (laughs) Hey, seriously, we've been talking about the bums and junkies problem in blue America, West Coast America, and it's spreading across the country. One of the key principles that we'd like to talk about is, listen, you cannot grant permission to be lawless to somebody just because they're a drug addict. It's, it's incredibly counterproductive. And we've delivered that message to you in a variety of ways through the years. But um, a couple of other folks are kind of beating the bushes and spreading that message, including uh, he's a very interesting guy. He's a working class guy, not terribly educated, but extremely bright and a great observer of humanity. That is Adam Carolla with
0: uh, his thoughts. Well, what changed is we started to mistake discipline and rule of law for being mean. This sort of like, don't be mean. Don't take that homeless guy. Why are you making him go here? Or why are you arresting him? Or why are you incarcerating him? Or why are you putting him in this facility? L.A. has become this sort of good vibes place where uh, Mayor Garcetti and and the governor of los angeles uh, uh, mayor, uh, governor of california gavin newsom they don't nobody everyone is scared of being called a bad person and we used to realize that coaches and teachers and generals and the police force and the people the mayor and the governor when they enforced laws they weren't bad people they enforced laws they're doing what they were elected to do they're doing their job now, when official says, I want to get rid of this homeless camp, we're going we're to bulldoze the homeless camp, we're going to give it, it's like, why are you being a mean person? Why are you being a bad person? This is a zeitgeist that's yes. washing over this nation. That the people, that the teacher that's expelling the student for being unruly has now become the bad person. Not the student, the teacher. We're turning on the rule of law.
1: And listen, I wish we had more time to discuss that because it's an excellent point, but uh, we've also talked about Prop 47, the decriminalized crime in California, and has led to this explosion in property crime frequently by junkies. Well, Dr. Drew Pinsky has been uh, talking about
0: that here, there, and everywhere, and I think he makes an absolutely excellent point. It's not just solving the mental health and addiction problem for the homeless. The homeless problem is a mental health and addiction problem. It has always been that. And to think about it otherwise is anathema. The fact is, 47 is murder. It is murder. If you don't create consequences for drug addicts, they will use until they die. I agree. You should not be making this a criminal justice problem. But if you don't have leverage, some consequence for using, they will use until they die. And that is murder. It's making me furious. I've worked with this population for 30 years, and it is time that people who make the laws listen to people that treat the patients. Stop it already. Help us help these patients. It's making me sick. No, let's make it as easy as possible for Johnny
1: to be a user and a lawbreaker and a junkie, no matter how many laws he breaks. Make it easy for him to be a junkie until he's dead.
3: You have stolen my dreams, my childhood, With your final thoughts?
1: How dare you? I think the expression, Greta, is kindness that kills.
2: Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty.
1: Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. There he is, Michelangelo, pressing the buttons, keeping us on the air. What's your final thought, Michael?
0: Yeah, we were talking about uh, Trump and first dates, uh, ruining first dates. I lost the first date because I was a Jim Gilmore guy, and uh, she just (laughs) walked out on me. Gilmore, Gilmore. It's kind of an obscure reference, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd say. <laughs> well, I guess Positive it wasn't so Sean, funny. our producer,
1: is got a, has got a final thought for us. Positive yeah.
3: Sean? Yeah, I wasn't sure about the, uh, the meaning of the word anathema uh but it's either something or someone that they vehemently dislikes i think that's what dr drew meant but he could have been talking about a formal curse or a by a pope or
1: a council of the church so (laughs) i don't know it's one of those two things he was discussing. well there's a curse by the church will popes do curses for you i didn't know that cool wow jack do you have
2: a final thought for us yeah just following up on what dr drew there what do we do about all the people that because i know several people that are mentally ill because of drug abuse They made themselves mentally ill because of drug abuse. That's a tough one.
1: It is indeed. Uh, My final thought is from the U.S. News & World Report uh, ranking of countries. They've ruined colleges. Now they're on to ruining countries. The United States is number seven, Jack. We're number seven. The United States of America is a North American nation that is the world's most dominant economic and military power. Likewise, its cultural imprint spans the world, blah, blah, blah. In 2016, the country elected Donald Trump president. Trump's rhetoric and stances on issues, including immigration and foreign trade, have raised questions around the world. About the nation's future course on the global stage.
2: Still the number one country people want to get into and live in.
1: All right, Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour work. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have all our podcasts there. One more thing, you can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We have some great new AG swag, the Hey Esther
0: t-shirts, selling <laughs> <and> cupcakes. <laughs> God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> that's sad. If
3: you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say... How
1: very, very dismaying and disappointing.
2: Not uh, good.
0: And
1: just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll
0: be better tomorrow than we were today. And we heard the words...
1: It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you
2: want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? Mumbling!
0: Armstrong and Getty.